Hello, and thank you for listening to the Fearless Ones podcast. Today, Kevin and I address a question from one of our mentoring clients that said, when has God had enough? When will he answer? A lot of people look around at culture today and say, when's God going to step in? When's he going to do something? Today, we come with a fresh perspective that he already has done something. He's already given us an answer. On today's show, we talk about what that answer is and our call as followers of Jesus. Enjoy today's episode, The Fearless Ones Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Fearless Ones Podcast. We build fearless people who build fearless communities that builds a fearless generation. I'm Matt Ham, and with me is Kevin Adams. We are the co-founders of The Fearless Trading Company, as well as The Fearless Life Center. Um, and we welcome you guys today. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy pre-Saturday. <laughs> little Saturday, right? There's a little. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Kevo, man? How you doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. I got a little uh, little sun yesterday, Holly, and I actually were able to take a probably an hour or so just actually go sit on the beach in the middle of the day. It felt great. So. Amen. Yeah. Doing well. Gotta take you? those take those moments. Man, I'm good. We uh, we're wrapping up. Little League Baseball here at the Ham House, so we've had a, uh, a busy week of <laughs> emotion, full of emotion with kids' sports, but uh, needless to say, we're heading into a new season of summer, so all is well, man. Yeah, well, good, good. I know it's a good, you'll, you'll remember the good things one day <laughs> when you look back. Right. Only the, only the good memories will will stick hopefully <laughs> hey, amen to that man well we've uh we've got a great uh, show lined up today a great question I'm, I'm i'm making the assumption and i think you said this that this question actually came out of one of uh your mentoring relationships um is that is that the case yeah it is it, it, the question was uh, a little bit longer but I've, I've condensed it but that that's the yeah the heart and the root of the question. Uh, and, yeah. and I've heard it from others, but uh, especially uh, one particular fella. Yeah. So. so let's, let's go ahead and dive in, share the question and kind of the context, create the context for the show today for those who are tuning in. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we've been talking about uh, um, last week we talked about, we, we wanted to create the idea that um, we know that, we have to have fear of the Lord to have wisdom and understanding. That's, that's the, that, that was, you know, but a lot of people just kind of stop right there. And even the idea that fear of the Lord, we know it's not fright or that type of um, mentality. It's, it's, it is reverence. It is respect, but how does that manifest? And so last week we were talking about just kind of the beginning of what does this look like um, to fear the Lord in, you know, we used several scriptures and, and, and just to create the idea that it begins with stillness. Uh, when you're still, be still and know, and, uh, you know, and, and so that's where God begins to speak to you. So, so the point of it is, is we're going from not just being disciples, but we want to become disciple makers. We're not just called to be disciples. Yeah. We're called to become disciple makers. Mm. And that's one of the big things that we are teaching that, that others are not. And, and so I, you know, but there's a lot to it. So this isn't a, uh, you know, necessarily a series, but I think we're, we're heading off in the direction of helping people not just become a disciple, 
but to truly become a disciple maker because there's action involved, right? So there's your context. Last week, be still. What is that? How does that uh, represent respect and reverence for God? Well, you know, he tells us, be still and you'll know, basically. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's, he speaks to a still uh, listening ear. Ask, seek, knock means spend time with me, be still. So hopefully that's a good uh, re- regurgitation and, yeah. and reminder. So this uh, idea, <clears throat> real quick, this idea of mm-hmm. stillness and rest, it came up at Faith and Business this week that somebody said, the Lord's just telling me to rest. Right. And it's interesting because I I think what we're driving into here is that people get anxious when they are resting. They get uh, there's this nervous energy or this anxiety that is that kind of what we're tapping into today is like the idea of of resting well. Um, You know what I mean? Or or is it, it I know it's more than that, but like how does rest tie into, you know, where we're going today? Well, I, I think there's two ways to look at rest. Um, you have to rest. You have to be willing to stop. Um, so that's 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 important, you know, to, to recognize. Uh, but rest uh, is also Sabbath, and we work from Sabbath, not for it. Uh, we don't need to earn it. We have to embrace it, and then work from there. So it's like saying, "I'm going to eat good." rest up and then I'm going to go to work. Um, and, and that's, you know, a flip from old to new covenant, uh, thinking. So, uh, rest also means what, this is my view of it. People need to rest just like Jesus needed to rest, um, and spend time with his father. So we need rejuvenation. Now that can mean a lot. So rest isn't just, uh, one thing. It's, it's a kind of a, kaleidoscope of uh, getting rejuvenated, stopping, and listening, being mm-hmm. still so you can listen. That's when a good you, picture. When you go back to the idea of our whole thing here is, you know, I've got this this coffee bag in front of me. That's one side of it, the back of it. This, it's empty. I've, I've saved one of them. But it says creating a fearless generation on there. So fearless is about generation. We think generationally we're working generationally. So, so in, in order to help us become uh, disciple makers, we have to think further out. We have to think beyond just, you know, our peer group or our, or whoever that's around, we have to begin to think further out. So yeah. when you, when you get still what we're teaching people now and them to teach their children and, and so on is how you listen to God. It's not about off the shelf, products and and processes god has all the answers and the answers are in you as well and those two things meet you start to you're on your runway so we teach people ultimately how to listen to god that's Mm. the answer to everything right it's built on the word the written word and the spirit the implanted word all right so back to the title today uh, and please jump in. I just, I just trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I asked you to thoughts. give the, con- I asked you to give you the context. And, and so that was great. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I, I can go on and on with this, but the, uh, the, the title, uh, when has God had enough? When will he answer? And, and the, the question um, is, 
it, it's in the context of the world, the way things are. Things are difficult right this minute. Right. And uh, again, we look at it, we view it as a house of termites. People now see the termites. They've been there for a while. <laughs> right. Uh, so we're ready for the house to become dust so that we can rebuild it because the property is oceanfront, beautiful foundation. All right. And so that's uh, in the context of, uh, you know, we, we probably you and I, we are not digging into all the garbage because we're, we're trying to, we're getting beyond that. Everybody's doing that yeah. now. You know, we did that, talked about all that stuff a year or two ago and we've seen it all happen. So we haven't bent the knee to it. And so if you're, you were listening then and you've come to this place where you see we were right now, what's next? So we're, we're ahead of it. We're teaching people yeah. to go be disciple makers. All right. So all that said, the question is in the day-to-day people get down, they get, they struggle, they deal with depression, they deal with all these different things because we're going through a season. So within that, that question is, man, I'm sick of this. Hmm. And that question comes from a, a, a good friend and a fellow who uh, is dealing with it in, in the capacity of trying to work through it in a business arena. And it's difficult, very difficult. So my answer to him was what our show is today, because it's not just for him, it's for, for all of us. Right. Because if one too. person, yeah, if one person's experiencing this thing, you know, there's multiple people that are experiencing it. And so this is a great opportunity, right. you know, and it's, it's funny, Kev, the um, thing that's been coming up in, in my conversations this week, um, specifically with a good friend of my, uh, ours, um, Carrie, is we were talking about the idea <laughs> of being at war. Right. And, you know, we, we are told in the Bible that we are at war. There is a battle that is ongoing. Right. That's uh, uh, not flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. But I think right. now we are recognizing that we are in a battle, a, 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 a true spiritual good evil battle. And, you know, it's interesting because I think mm. a lot of times we pray for the war to be over. God, if you would just end the war. But I think like my mindset now has like changed to go, no, God, teach me how to live at war. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's that whole idea instead of praying for deliverance from a situation, pray for deliverance through the situation, because then you'll be, you know, um, you know, uh, 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 prepared for the future. And I, I feel like that's the kind of same thing that I'm feeling right now is that people are asking for these things to be removed. And God's saying, no, I'm trying to teach you how to live so that you would be free of these things and not, you know, um, yeah. chained down by them. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think we have to redefine war. Um, I think, we, you know, we we tend to, to look at it as we have to go fight an enemy. Mm. And we don't need to fight the enemy. We don't need to give him any power and homage. So I, I'm not a big fan of magnifying the enemy or making him into something he's not he's a freaking wet noodle and and you know i'm going to treat him that way so right. our warfare and i agree with you on that becomes being like jesus so our warfare needs to be redefined but mm. I, but i would agree that we're in a battle and that but but the, so so talking about that and teaching that in a way that that people are excited about and they wake up joyfully 
rather than afraid or yeah. depressed or stressed or, oh, I'm so sick of this. That's, you know, there's a huge difference there. Yeah. Well, to that end, that, that's why people then are exhausted is because they're right. fighting a battle that's not theirs. It, it's the that, Lord's battle. Right. And, and our right. battle is not fought with traditional weaponry. Like you said, fight the enemy. The battle right. is fighting for our joy, fighting from the place of rest, mm-hmm. Sabbath, victory, et cetera. So that's a good word. That's that's ultimately yeah. then why people <laughs> struggle to find the rest or whatever, because they're they're essentially fighting battles that they're not intended to fight. That's right. That's right. And we don't just remember this. We we must. This is especially uh, my heart's very passionate about this. We must not give the enemy. Our job is to resist them. Not yeah. we don't need to embroil ourselves in worrying about who he is or what he's doing. You know, so resist them. All right. Yeah. But but that looks like there's a there's a counter to that. And it's it's good and it gives us purpose and value and all that. And we're born right now for this. So none of this is, it's, it's not, we're in a bad situation. It's we are carrying out the work. All right. So let's go back to the title. You know, essentially when, when's God going to stop? When's God yeah. going to step in? When's he going to fix this? When's revival coming? Or guess what? Oh, I think it's breaking out there. I think, I think it's over there in that building. And so I, I'm tired of this. Yeah. Right. Not the people asking that, but I'm sick of anybody thinking that God's just going to step in and fix it. He's not. He's already answered the question. Hmm. Right. And so that's what the show is about. How did he answer? And that's where we we need to reiterate this a little bit. So. So, you know. One of the ways uh, this is, you know, just I've got a lot of kind of scattered notes here, but the, the the initial idea of the show today is if you go back last week, it's here's here's where you fear God and respect him and learn and all that. You've got to be still like Mary right over Martha. You have to be you have to sleep in the boat like Jesus rather than get up and try to rebuke the storm. So stillness leads to this place you have to listen to god god will will talk to you will show you right Mm. so um he's already answered us so now it's 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 what direction do we take and all of that there's purpose in our life it's very specific and we have to unpack that and we have to stay close to him to follow that but he's already given us the call all right so if we if we look at it uh, my answer was uh, <clears throat> to, and, and I say my answer, you know, I mean, I'm just, this is me uh, texting a really good friend and, and just saying, you know, here's my thought about it, but, but I think it's important. So my answer was, it's our job. It's our job. We have work to do here. That's our purpose. So not just become a disciple, but to go make disciples. So if you look at that, let's 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 look at briefly. I've got some verses pulled up here. Uh, you know, this is Matthew Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty. I just pull up a Common English Bible version of it. But Jesus came near and spoke to them. When I say God has answered already, this is part of that answer. Hmm. 
I've received all authority in heaven on earth. This is Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them. That's huge. Teaching them. And that's not some quick thing. Baptizing, quick. You know, people accepting Jesus, you know, getting them into heaven long term, quick starting line. Getting heaven into them right now in this life, that can take a lifetime. So teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. Okay, so some people want Jesus to come back right now. And man, I'm all in. Let's go. But if he's not, what does he want me to do in his stead? What does he want you to do in his stead? And we know he just told us. Here it is. So God God has answered. So so it's not about some revival in a building. All right. And I want to talk about that. It's or you know, Jesus coming back. We hope and want him to come back, but we're here right now. We have work to do. Mm. The answer is in us, and we have to get up, and we have to do it right now, generationally. And people that aren't doing that, are, are there's, it's short thinking. The reason our generation is the way it is right now, where good is evil and evil is good. I mean, they're sifted like wheat. They're lost. Yeah. The, the reason they're that way is because people do not do what Jesus said. They're not doing this. The evidence, it's out there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's so good. I I I I'm <laughs> I'm slow sometimes, Kevin. Forgive me, but I'm connecting the dots oh. with where you're going here. I'm like I'm like okay, I see where he's going. You know, um, sorry. Right. It, it's yeah. um it's beautiful because I, I get the picture of a young kid who asks their mom, "Can I have a cookie?" And the mom says no. And so they go to the dad and go, "Hey, dad, can I have a cookie?" And it's like, <laughs> "What did your mom say?" And your mom said no. I I, right. I get the picture right now that Christians. Um, have asked Jesus the question, hey, Jesus, what, yeah. what are you doing here? And he says, go and make disciples. And they're going, yeah, no, I, I know that, but get, let me get something yeah. else. What else, you know, when, when are you going to come in on the white horse, you know what I mean, with the, with the flag right. flying? And that's that's the part I want. And he said, no, until that happens, yeah, go make disciples. And, right. and so I, I love I love the reality is, is that we're asking, like the, the maybe we're asking not that we're asking the wrong question, but the answer's already been given. I love what you said. The answer's already been given, and it's go and make disciples, and that's our job. That's our job. And 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 listen, the the enemy gets in the side door, and that's and people give him too much credit. They they focus on him too much. Yeah. And and then they're distracted and not. They don't even know what disciple making is. They want to become disciples, and we that we have to be one to, to go make them. But there's action, and it's our job. We are the body, hands and feet. It, you know, you you want to share the good news. You got to become the good news often enough in people's lives. So, I want to I want to make this other point about yeah. about buildings. You know, and I understand this. I grew up in a church, and I, I think congregational meeting, getting together, breaking bread, all fellowship. You know, it's 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 wonderful. We do community. We need that. What we don't need is more buildings, and we don't need to think that way. That it's going to happen over there. Yeah. So let, let me let me let me speak to this because this isn't Kevin. Okay, this just hear me out. 
Acts 7, 48 through 51. This is part of Stephen. You know, Stephen, Stephen is one of my favorite people in scripture. But this is just a small dose. He says, however, he's quoting, right? However, the most high doesn't live in houses built by human hands. As the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or where is my resting place? Didn't I make all these things with my own hands? And then it goes on. It says, you stubborn people. In your thoughts and hearing, you are like those who have had no part in God's covenant. You continuously set yourself against the Holy Spirit, just like your ancestors did. Mm. So what do we make of that? Well, first of all, God does not live in a building. Yes. So stop looking at buildings. Guess who the temple is? Jesus said, tear this temple down in three days. I will rebuild it. Jesus is our model. He's not here physically now. We are. We are his body. We are that temple. He works through us. It's our job. Go and make disciples. Connect the dots. Quit focusing on a building or revival and go be the revival and think generationally. And that is what we have to define. So what does disciple making look like? And that's where we come back to what fearless is all about. Yeah. Anyway. I want to, I I might, no, it's, it's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I want to give a quick testimony. Um, I may have shared this with you if I haven't, and you can hear it for the first time, um, while everybody else does, Yeah, Um, you know, in in, specific to our geography, because I mean, you know, we are not, we are in Wilmington, North Carolina, and we feel significantly that we have a role in this city and in this geography, but not just this geography, it is beyond this geography, right? So, um, but, but what's interesting about our city is that there are, or have been lately, a lot of things that are popping up, you know what I mean? And this is Mm -hmm. kind of what you're referring to. It's like, oh, they're having this worship night here, they're doing this worship night down there, or, you know, there's this revival meeting that's happening here. And and I will tell you, when all of this first began to happen, you know, probably six months ago or whatever, I had this urge or yearning inside of me that was like, I need to go to these things. I need to be there. And it was really interesting. And I did go to a lot of these different meetings and, you know, people were worshiping the Lord. The name of Jesus is, is magnified. And, you know, there was, there was good in that. Right. There was also plenty of things that in my own, you know, spirit didn't, didn't quite jive, but in the midst of being in those places, um, the Lord spoke to me very specifically. And he just said, son, why are you afraid you're going to miss it? Hmm. And I was like, wow, I was afraid that I was going to miss the move of God because I wasn't at one of these different events. And he was just like, have you forgotten that I dwell in you? Mm-hmm. And so as long as you are abiding in me, there's no way you're going to miss the thing that I am doing. And, you know, it's it's interesting that, you know, my fear in that moment was not in the Lord, going back to last week's show, my fear was actually in missing out, yeah. you know? And sure. the Lord really yeah. corrected me, and he's like, you know, if you want to go to wherever, go, but, like, don't go under the guise of being afraid you're going to miss me if I'm in you. Get busy with the thing I've called you to do and right. stop worrying about missing out. So anyway, that's just a quick yeah. talk money from me that I think speaks very closely to what we're talking about here. 
Yeah, I mean, people have to come to it. And, and but, uh, you know, I don't, my style of teaching is, is to challenge people to come to it. And sometimes people don't understand it, but, but for, for you and, and, and me and any of us, uh, I think it pleases God when we step in and, and some of that, you know, you got to bang your head around a little bit, but that's okay. It, the thing is those who are not pressing in. So I'd much rather hear somebody say, man, I'm going to go see what that's all about. than somebody who's just, you know, kind of done with, uh, yeah. Hunger. Yeah. You know, people that fall asleep, the, the worst are those in my view are, are not the ones who are striving, but the ones who fall asleep in the comfort of their own wealth good. in their own, you know, world. So, so anyway, your journey is one that, uh, is, you know, it's a good one, but, but, you know, I appreciate that. And I think that, you know, so, so let's go back to God has already answered that question. When's he going to step in? Well, he did. He's already done it. He gave us, uh, freedom through Christ. Now, what are we going to do with it? That's really where the world is and what they need, what we all need to step into. So the enemy is crafty by keeping us in, in buildings and legal and all this stuff. It, it, mm. It's just, it's over. Now, mm. I'm not saying, again, I don't want to keep caveat because I'm wasting time doing it, but I'm not saying don't gather or yeah. worship God corporately. I'm saying quit making that the hub of who you are. God works through you in very corporate and then very specific extrapolated pull the antenna up ways. And that's why you're here. The desires of your heart are the markers. And when you step into that, it's hard. It's this is the hard work of being a Christian. And it's why most people live all these lives and, and miss it. So we're, we're trying to, to help them see this, but we're also in a season where it, the, the demand is here. It's like in the Revolutionary War. Only a few percentage of people fought in that thing. Most people just stood by and, I mean, it's miraculous, right? But the ones that did fight, they, they, you look back now and you see great purpose in that. Mm-hmm. And, and we have the founding fathers and, you know, they weren't perfect people and they didn't all agree, but they did it that's who we are now and and i think that we have to start looking at things a little differently so all that said it's our job we have the work to do that's where our purpose begins and that is not just to become a disciple but that is to make disciples because that's what jesus told us and you are not a christian if you deny that because that's the word of god okay Mm. so it's not me that's what he says to us, and we're just going to get on with it. All right. So the next part of that process, just coming back through it is, you know, when you, when you sit still and you listen and you, you understand that fear of everything, uh, uh, everything, but the Lord is the world's wisdom. We have to flip that over. So we come back, we, we're, we're still, we begin to discern his voice. All right. Another, another show, but, but that is where the beginning of being a vessel is. And, and so Jesus being that, that's our model as a person. He is the vessel. We become a part of that. We are individual vessels, one body, and many parts, right? So that's where, as a vessel, we have to take that same role on. So we are like little mobile churches, if you will. 
Mm. It doesn't, I don't even like the word church, but, uh, but the, the, so, so let's look at some of the reason that people don't see this. Um, and I just made a note here, hard headed. This goes back to you stubborn people. This was in acts. What I just read hard headed, controlling, selfish people will always resist and miss the Holy spirit prompt. All right. This, and that means the still small voice and its call. So if you're hard headed about this and God called them stiff necked a lot, um, or, you know, stubborn, controlling, meaning that you are uh, manipulative and, and, you know, even if you don't realize it, or selfish, mm. selfish, not just narcissistic, but I mean selfish as in, you know, I, I've got to accumulate. It, it's my thing. Mm. If you're like that, and I'm not talking about having plenty. I'm talking about storing it all up just for you. Instead of using it to go make disciples. That's a big deal. And I think people are going to have to deal with that. Um, so so you, you can't be hard-headed, controlling, and selfish. And, and I'm going back to you know Acts 7, verse 51. Well, he was uh, speaking, Stephen was specifically speaking to the Jewish religious leaders right. of the day. And, right. and so there's a correlation there uh, of yeah. people who were so given to a system of theology, a system right. of life, an indoctrinated belief structure, the way we've always done it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. that they don't realize that they're actually being stiff-necked, hard-headed, they're right. controlling, they're manipulative, they're selfish. And so right. it's like... um Somebody had asked me the other day something about, you know, uh, well, this thing's going on over here, and I'm, I'm not really sure. It doesn't really jive in my spirit. And I said, you know, the first place to look for me is always in the mirror. God, check my heart. Like, show me if there's something in me right. that is hard-headed, controlling, or selfish. And if there is, then let's yeah. deal with that first and then bring revelation to where this thing is going on around us. And I think that's a that's a really profound thing for us to be able to look and say, God, where am I potentially cutting off, quenching the spirit, as you would say, missing the still small right. voice, because I'm given to my own system of thought, my controlling behavior, my selfishness, et cetera. Yeah, 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 that's right. So we have to, we have to accept that it's our job. We're here now. Um, God lives in us. He did that. He freed us through Jesus. What do we do with it? So it, it takes you from just being a disciple to the idea that you have work to do. Yeah. And if you're not using uh, generously using what God has given you to do that, then you're you're missing the mark. And I don't know how God will deal with that, but uh, I know it doesn't please him. So, uh, you know, so let's go to number three here. I got one, two, three laid out. And we've, we've already talked about three, but so, you know, one is it's our job. He lives in us. Two is, you know, double check. Are you hard-headed, controlling, selfish, just like the the, the Jewish leadership or the Sanhedrin? These people that basically killed Stephen, um, but but it, it, they were they they were wealthy. They, you know, it all of this applies. So, like you said, and then and then so number three, our job. It's our job, but that means 
um, together as a body, generously using what God has given us. So if you've got some genius over here or a gift here or skill set there, or you have, you know, uh, resources, um, abundant resources, um, then you've got to use that. Um, it, you know, you have to listen to God. I, I, I'm not saying, you know, dump everything you got. I'm saying if question that, what do you have that God's given you? And if you're not using it in some way, very specifically for him, then um, because you're basically saying this part's mine and this part's yours, Lord. Mm. And that's, that's dangerous. That's yeah. not what we're taught. I just had a, a picture to, to share, Kev. Maybe somebody picks it up. Um, you know, down here growing up in the South, we deal with hurricanes, right? And sure, um, yeah. w- one of the most amazing things to me is that when a hurricane breaks out, people all of a sudden turn into this radically generous, help your neighbor kind of thing. And right. it's it's wild. It's just the way it goes. And yeah. like during a hurricane, if you own a chainsaw, then guess what? Your neighborhood owns a chainsaw. Like if there's a tree on your house, you're going to cut the tree off your house. And if there's a tree on your neighbor's house, you're going to say, hey, man, I'm coming over. We're going to get this tree off your house and we're going to do this thing together. And it's interesting to me. People respond that way in a, um, a time of crisis when in reality we are in the time of crisis right now. And right. the, the the disciple making is the call. Like if there's yes. a tree on your neighbor's house, meaning they need to be discipled and you have a chainsaw, if you right. hold back the chainsaw and go, that's not my responsibility, right. you are missing the call of God. Right. And so for those who have resources and those resources are not being used to quote unquote, get the tree off your neighbor's house to get them discipled, then you are missing the call of the gospel. And so that, that I don't know, I just saw that picture. So there's yeah. my analogy. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's, it's a good one because it's tangible and uh, people do get emotional around the, those kinds of things. Um, but this is way bigger and yeah. um, that's a good keyhole into the heart uh, of someone who's willing to go do something for a day instead of this is th- you're born for this lifestyle. <laughs> you're not here just to, you know, have somebody to share your life with or go be in a company or build something. You know, it, it's meant to bear fruit for the Lord. Right. For uh, to does it honor him? These are the questions you have to ask. Does it honor him? Does it help people directly or indirectly? And does it satisfy your soul? And if it doesn't meet all three, then you cannot do it sustainably. So this is a lifestyle of chainsaws and trees and hurricanes, not just a moment of it, just to separate that. But it's a great, it's a good analogy. So so the, the other thing is, you know, we we have to go make disciples, but we do that. Now that gets very specific. And that's why, you know, part of the, the whole process here is we, we want to get people spiritually healthy to know their value, understand why God put them here and their skill set, and then develop and help them. And we're still fledgling in the, in the, the next steps, but people want to go start businesses and we want to help them develop these things. So all of that is coming. It's on the way, but but initially, you have to just come to grips with, you know, God is your provider. 
he put you here right now. And we've got really good uh, teaching and, and verses to help you sustain that until, you know, he begins to show you how you go make disciples. All right. So, but I think the thing uh, today that I want to make sure that we, we uh, leave with people and, and I got three more things to, to quickly go through, but remember how Jesus thought um, again, he's our model, right? He's our savior. Um, but that's not, we don't emulate that. We don't, we're not, we're not hanging on a tree for somebody. He did that. So the part of him that we emulate is the man is the human is the person. He was teaching us how to be sons and daughters. So that's what discipleship boils down to. There's it's more than that. But it's it's understanding that God works through you. You have value, and and the value may be equal to God, but it's very distinct and different. That you and I are different, but we do it together. It's unstoppable. The devil can't bring anything against it. So we can look at him and go, "I see you," but I'm going this way. I got work to do. And if we stub our toe or we lose, we just get back up, and our brethren brings the chainsaw, right? Mm. And and we keep going, and we now there's there's other things involved in that and i want to come to that but but first of all what does it mean to think like jesus Mm. one aspect of this is thinking generationally Mm. again this is why fearless is about creating leading and building i gotta turn that the right way (laughs) a fearless i can't do this a fearless generation yeah it's not just the cool logos yeah it is pretty neat but (laughs) it's uh (laughs) It, it means something, yes. you know, and I, I tell people all the time, look, when, when I work with you or whatever, like, you know, we, we, we're not trying to go out and get rich. We're just not, we're, we're trying to do this. So we're trying to help people be, because I want to see 10 year olds in 20 years. I want to still be around, but I want to see 10 year olds who are talking like this, yeah. who are going and, and like building their future but Mm. doing it in god's name you know so we have to think generationally jesus uh was all about that and and you know little children come to me he wants us to be that way he wants us to think ahead and that's why he said go and make disciples of all nations Mm. it's bigger it's further out it's not just the individual it's the individual which the community and then the generation I, I want to add to that thought, Kevin, and, and it's, it goes back to what you were talking about with the hurricane analogy. You said that's just a moment, and and that's the point. Is I think a lot of times we get caught in the trap of thinking in the moment. We right. want momentary uh, victory. God, come in and and give me momentary victory now. And Jesus is going. Right. That's, that was that was then. They were looking for freedom from the Romans. They were saying, right. "Free us from the Romans now." And Jesus goes, right. "No, I'm actually freeing you for for eternity." You know yes. what I mean? I'm giving yeah, you the greater thing. That's right. Let me give you the greater thing instead of just looking for a moment. We want a moment right. of peace and God is trying to give us a life of peace. And so, yeah. you know, it, it requires right. a moment of difficulty to teach us. So we have a life of peace and that's right. why we can't reject one for the other. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so remember, we are the answer. We're, we are, it's our job to, to not just be a disciple, but to make them. Um, so there's action here and that, that, that's for everybody. <laughs> you, you don't get a, an escape from this. It's just, it needs to look like something that is sustainable for you 
So, and that, that's a whole course teaching mentor. It's a lot to it. Right. But that's, that's where we start. And then, uh, you know, you have to understand the enemy wants you to be distracted. He wants you to, uh, be hard headed, controlling and selfish in your Christianity instead of using generously what he's given you. And that's mm. your resources, your gifts, your skills, all of it. Mm, that's good. And, you know, and then, uh, remember that it, it begins by understanding that we are the body. I'll say it. I don't want to keep saying it, but we are the church. Um, it's not happening over at some building. It's happening through us. And the longer we sit still and don't use the things God's given us, the longer we just become more and more gray, more and more decrepit and more and more complacent in our comfort. Mm. Instead of doing what Jesus said to do, he's given us the answer and we have to do that. So that also taps into it's generational. So your life has a generational and an even eternal mm. uh, value. And when you think about your own security day in and day out, or you get complacent when you achieve security, then you become basically a person who lives hard-headed, controlling, selfish, and or complaining. And complaint dulls the senses. So part of the challenge here that I wanted to leave people with today was, um, and this, listen, I, I do it too, and I, I have to catch myself, um, but it, it's a really good practice. Just, you know, try to go one day without complaining about anything. Catch yourself. And if you do it, then that's okay. Maybe you can do it less today, less tomorrow. But the more and more you stop complaining, the more and more joy you feel, the more, uh, you know, you, you thankful. Joy comes from Thanksgiving. So the more and more thankful you can be and the heightened the senses. I mean, you want to smell the honeysuckle and feel the heat or, or the warmth or the sand or whatever it is. Complaining dulls all of that mm. want to live a dull existence complain mm. that's straight from the pit of hell and if it, that's what's got a hold of you 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 know it, it's not meant to beat you up it's saying you're wasting your life complaining mm. god's given you what you have and no one can take away the thing that god's given you to go use for him so just think about, you know, th there's a lot to this, but I just wanted to leave that one thing, think, you know, passing through this process, uh, complaint. You know, if we looked at last week, like fear the Lord, be still and know, you know, as you're listening, as you see this, double check yourself. This is just a practical thing you can do every day. When you start to complain, stop. Mm. Practice that. I, you, I, I'm going to encourage everybody to go back and re-listen the last two or three minutes over again, because that was just gold. Um, you know, I, I have caught myself um, in, in recent weeks um, complaining. And, you know, it's funny, Kev, and again, something you and I haven't talked about, but something the Lord has really been speaking to my heart is uh, there are moments and seasons in our life where God calls us to something 
that we know we're supposed to do and we just don't want to do it. And those are kind of the things that remind me of Nineveh, right? God called Jonah to Nineveh and Jonah goes, yeah, I I don't want to go there. Right. So, and it could be something like simple, like God saying, I'm calling you to deal with your complaint. And you're going, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to deal with that right now. Or he's calling you to deal with your hard headedness. And you're going, no, I want to do it. But the Nineveh is the place where you're refusing to follow the Lord. And I had a Nineveh in my own life. And it was Mm. this thing where the Lord was saying, hey, son, I want you to deal with this. And you're going, yeah, I don't want to. (laughs) I do not want Tarsus is this way, Father. We're going to Tarsus, you know. And um, but yeah, but this this thing of complaint, I I think that it is a Nineveh for many people. Is that they would rather, you know, uh, throw a fit, right, than actually just go where the Lord tells them to go. You know, right. and and I thought about this in comparison that, you know, for, for Jesus, he did not want to go to the cross in a way. Like he said, is there another way? Like it was a it was a Nineveh thing for him. And he said, yet I will go. Not my will, but thine right. be done. Jesus right. went to Nineveh first. Like that's why Jesus was the greater Jonah is because he went where the Lord called without complaint and God exalted him and raised him up. And like what a picture of an example there. So I love that yeah. idea about complaint, man. Yeah. Well, the complaint, the reason I put this in here is because it goes back to the question, the the title. Mm. When is God going to come and fix it? When's he going to have, when's he had enough? When's he going to step in and zap it all? (laughs) When's Jesus coming back? These are good questions, but you got to grow beyond them and you have to get up and complaint you know, going back to that idea that we're in battle and war. Well, it, it doesn't look like I'm putting on, you know, people get all, I'm putting on the armor of God and, and all. It, well, it sounds good. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting that down because that's scripture. But just this mentality is just like this cartoon thing, you know, and I'm going to anoint the walls with oil and, you know, all this stuff. And it's no, we don't need to do that. I mean, you can, I'm not putting it down. I don't mean to, I just say, just get up. You're his, you're free. Get up and go and let him work through you. Complaint is one thing. We can go through a bunch of them, a bunch of bullet points, but complaint is a huge one. Yeah. And I, and I mean, you know, again, I'm in a good place with it, but, but it's not, you don't, you have to always look around and see, wow, I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah. So I think just take that step and it's a good step to help you answer the question, not you, you, me, us, anybody. Yeah. Stop complaining, practice it. Um, And then here's the last thing I wanted to uh, address really quickly. One of the reasons that uh, I know one of the things that makes me feel like complaining is, um, just uh the struggle uh you know we go through struggles god uses that to grow us he helps us grow through that so circumstances are difficult um for a lot of people in different ways but they also um god will use them to grow us if we just step into it and believe him and stop you know I'm not saying it's not easy. This is not an easy thing, but it's, it's, we've got to stop 
trying to circumvent our circumstances and begin to say, thank you for teaching me, Lord. Mm. It goes back to the idea that you want a big, soft heart, but you need big, thick skin. Mm. Most <laughs> people are the opposite. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say it like that. It's kind of a sweeping generalization, but, but I, I think it's true. Most people get, when they get into this bad habit or complaining, they get a, a, a hard heart and thin skin. They're offended by everything. They're critical Ooh. about everything and they live a life of complaint and they complain that they're missing out. And God said, I already gave you freedom. Now get up and go do it and go make disciples. So if you can practice this, God, it's just like a little bit of light coming in. It'll start to, you know, it only takes a flicker of light to conquer a canyon of darkness. But you've got to step into that. Don't get ticked off or worried. Just keep getting up every day. And then remember this point, too. I know I always try to throw the whole kitchen sink into one show, but people are not used to Jesus. They're not used to him mm. because they don't see him anywhere. So we have got to right now be like him to people. That's what's missing. And the way you do that, you know, that's why you've got to get still and, and learn the word inside and out. But we, people are not used to seeing him. And so when somebody comes along who actually acts like them, they don't get it. They don't recognize it. They don't recognize it. And that's why. <laughs> Just like the Jews didn't. <laughs> that's why we we create this company. You know, it says right here, today I am fearless. That That means a lot. So today, get up and go and be like Jesus to people. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid of anything get up. This is why you're here. It won't matter in eternity what you've got stored up over here or, you know, it's like painting a bunch of pictures and throwing them in the closet and then setting the house on fire. What's the point? So remember, just remember that it's a little bit difficult at time when you're trying to be like Jesus to people because they're not used to it. And they, they, you know, they may look at you sideways, but love always overcomes and, and you have to be patient and you have to stick with it. And it's not an easy thing always, but it, there, your life has all this value wrapped up in this. So you have to learn this and just gently step in every day. Don't give up, in other words. And when we do that in community, it's just, it's just unstoppable and, mm. uh, you know, that's what fearless is all about, by the way. Right. Amen. <laughs> Spiritually healthy individuals create or produce a spiritually healthy community and inevitably create and produce and build a fearless or spiritually healthy generation. Mm. Start right now, 20 years from now, the world's completely different. And I believe that. And that's yes. what Jesus calls us to do. So we're going to do it. Amen. Amen. Kevin, I'll throw this up on the screen here. Um, Miss Sunshine was watching the show and she just said, uh, she quoted it. She said, be like Jesus. Amen. And I can just hear her saying that in her <laughs> voice. And she also said that yeah. she was in, drinking some fearless coffee while she was watching the show. So, uh, 
many thanks we to, to Mr. That. Sunshine for, for tuning in. Um, man, I, I do want to say, yeah, gosh, man, Kev, those last five minutes were just um, on fire. And as you were talking about, um, people aren't used to Jesus because they don't see him anywhere. I, I had this um, another picture of a cartoonist at like the county fair yeah. drawing the characters, right? And it's like, um, we, we have seen in our culture so many characters of Jesus that we don't right. know what the actual Jesus looks like. You know what I mean? It's like we got the, 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 the long, long haired, tall white guy, you know, all, all dashing. We got the beaten down one that's hanging on the cross still. We got the cartoon version Jesus or whatever. And it's like, so we actually don't understand what the real one looks like. And um, what a what a wonderful, wonderful concept. Those last three points. I just want to go back and revisit these. Um, the things about Jesus that we need to emulate in culture, which is ultimately becoming a disciple maker, is yes. one we need to think generationally uh, beyond a moment for, you know, generations and eternity. Number right. two, we have to learn how to remove complaint from our lives. We have to learn how to live beyond the complaint. And then the last one, um, we have to learn how to have a big, soft heart and thick skin uh, instead of giving into a hard heartedness where we are constantly offended or upset by our circumstances. And um, man, those if you want to polish those up, that was the notes that I took. Um, because those just hit home for me in such a profound way that I wanted to reiterate that to anybody who's listening. Yeah, no, it, 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 I think it's, it's, it's all wrapped up good. And, and, uh, we, you know, hopefully that, uh, if, if people can just tell somebody else and, or, or, you know, listen and, you know, we don't have a lot of resources. We're doing this. What we have is, is, is rich content and teaching, and, uh, you know, we're doing it um, and, and God's providing. But uh, if you if you feel it, um, you know, this is this is an all in thing. So um, I think the thing I want to leave people with today is, is, you know, that to sum it up, just remember that God has answered. Jesus did it. And we're here right now. And until we're gone or he comes back. We've got to get on with this, with everything we have at our fingertips and our resources. Mm -hmm. And for those who do not do that and continue to complain, uh, you're going to miss out eternally on something that God set you here to do. And I want you to really think about that. Yeah. And also remember this when you're practicing, this is another side point, when you're practicing not complaining, just, just hold on to this one verse. We all know it, but it's Psalm 118:24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be full of joy and be glad in it. Amen. And that, that's the answer. So start there, yeah. listen, follow, and let us know how we can help you because we want to make disciples and we want you to be able to make them. And uh, yeah. that's, that's why we're here. Absolutely, man. The, 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 the call is, uh, has never been more clear uh, for me. This was, was awesome, man. Just such a rejuvenation for me to hear this from you. And for anybody, any of our community members who hear this, like, 
Um, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for um, getting involved in every way that you feel led and just know the doors open for, for us to continue to do that and move the needle forward. Um, Cause now is the time to reclaim this generation. And I love what you said there at the end, Kev, the, the idea, um, you know, spiritually healthy individuals build spiritually healthy communities that ultimately builds a spiritually healthy generation. And you can substitute their spiritually healthy with fearless because That's Jesus right. was the fearless one. And so we are the fearless ones. That's what this podcast is about. That's what our organization is about. Our vision is about for the life center. And so just thanks to everybody who, who is involved. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's exciting, man. It, it, like you said, I, I, I feel the energy around this um, today in, in a very profound way. So thanks for leading the way, brother, with uh, with your wisdom and uh, your testimony. Yeah, well, well, back at you. It's a good tag team effort, and we've got a lot more people working with us now. And uh, so we're we're thankful not only to each other, and uh, but to them as well. Appreciate anybody who's taking time to listen, and uh, it's very humbling. And uh, but we're very thankful. Thank you. Absolutely, friends. Well, listen, get plugged in, fearlesstradingcompany.com. You can reach out to us. You can order some coffee uh, to give it a shot. You can pick up some fearless swag. Uh, we've got some stuff coming down the pipe late summer. We're working on some hot sauce right now and uh, going to have a tasting party here soon. Uh, we're going to have another fearless event probably late summer. Um, we've got our daily uh, community with texts and encouragement, our coffee subscription, one-to-one, uh, -one, and, and pretty soon the Disciple Maker program, where you're going to be able to actually go through this in a course, education, kind of curriculum format. Um, so a lot of cool stuff happening, man, and uh, we're excited to share it with whoever's ready to uh, to come in and get busy. One, one last thing, I, I it just you, it clicked, and I appreciate you saying all that. Uh, just we are also working on... <laughs> And I, I haven't, you and I haven't caught up a little bit, but uh, we are also working on a business development um, type mentoring. Um, and that's uh, going to be something that as people go through and become, uh, you know, solid in, in understanding of who they are and what God wants them to do, that, we, you know, we're just gradually working on this thing uh, where we'll have, you know, a business mentor and even, you know, being able to help out in ways that, uh, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it now, but yeah. it's, it's going to be good and exciting. So uh, yeah, anyway, absolutely, man. Well, friends, thank you so much for listening, Kev. Thanks so much for pouring out uh, guys. Y'all have an awesome week and uh, remember God made you, you are the answer and uh, let's get busy with uh, uh, getting out there and, and, and making disciples for him. So uh, thanks, man. See ya.